0: I'm not making a lot of the other things, but there's a weird psychology that humans experience when they go to buy something. They have to pick out the thing that they think is good. And if you're only giving them good options, there's no way for them to feel triumphant over the choice that they've made. And it's a weird psychological thing, but you have to have almost in a way something, I wouldn't call it bad, um, but the least, the less desirable option.
1: Welcome to Coffee and Crazy People. That's the name of this podcast. I'm Alexis. (laughs) I'm from the cat farm and uh, we like to talk about cats, a little bit of cannabis, a little bit of business, entrepreneurship. Today I have Angie with me from the Kitty Bodega down in Houston, Texas. Welcome Angie. Thank you for being a guest on my show.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, this is really exciting. I love to have cat people on the show, so uh, welcome. And why don't you give us a little introduction and tell us about yourself and tell tell us how the Kitty Bodega is keeping you up at night.
0: Well, I will begin to attempt to give my introduction as the proprietor of the Kitty Bodega. But in the short uh, order, I believe that another entity in this uh, building will come and try to claim that it is her store because she is moving now that she hears us talking. The and the it's boss, yeah. the, one of the bosses, <laughs> they all think they're the boss. Um, <laughs> so the Kitty Bodega is obviously Houston's only cat store. There's only There's actually two in Texas, which is shocking because there's less than 10, I think 10 cat stores. There's Denver... Um, Dallas, Houston, there's not even one in Austin. And I don't think there's one in Portland either. There's one in LA, there's right. less than 10 nationwide. So it is a little bit strange that Texas has two. I mean, you know, just, uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Here she comes. Here this she is Octavia
1: come.
0: Octavia uh, usually introduces herself to everybody. And it seems- Hi
1: Octavia, I wish I could pat you right now. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that, this is her boss spot. This is where she comes to lay when she wants to say hi to people walking in the store and say, cool. hi, Welcome to my store. Don't mind the human. I'm going to fire her soon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see, there we go. There. Yep.
1: Perfect. Perfect spot.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, but as far as what keeps me up at night, I mean, I love what I do. So, the only thing that keeps me up at night is making sure that I don't screw it all up.
1: Right, exactly. I totally get you. I totally get you. So, what made you dive into owning a kitty business?
0: Well, it's sort of a varied story. Um, a I've been doing cat rescue for about eighteen years, and it's one of the things that I've never I've never burned out. I've never burned out from helping cats, even though at times anybody who's done rescue knows that it is extraordinarily exhausting, uh, and it's it's heart wrenching and you know, sometimes I feel like the angel of death, you know, it's like, wow, how many animals I'm going to rescue that are going to pass away. But before this, I was in sales and business development for over 20 years. So talking to people is natural for me. I have, I've, I was very successful in my career too. I, um, I had a small retail business before in New York when I was in college. So retail sales are, is obviously also something I'm familiar with. Uh then Through a varied sort of checkered situation that I can't name names due to legal reasons, I lost a job. And it was the first time I lost a job. And it was, it kind of ended with a sexual harassment lawsuit, which every woman listener should know unless you get a clause that ensures it doesn't go into your employment profile, you become untouchable after that. So um, I was unemployed for a little while and I decided if this is the way it's going to go, then I'm going to start my own business. And I couldn't figure out. I said, you know, I can go back into corporate. Maybe if somebody will hire me, Uh, I can start a business, but I want to, you know, what will I not get bored of? And I thought, well, I've never gotten bored of cats. And then I thought, well, cat rescue. And I thought, no, that's stressful. I don't know. I I don't. As I get older, I realize less stress is better for me. Okay. What's simple. Okay. You know, retail sales is relatively simple. Um, And I get to help cats and I get to help people help their cats and, you know, expand my knowledge base just by being a center where people come and talk about their cats. Um, And I said, oh, what about a cat store? And I kind of was very proud of myself that day. I gave myself a pat on the back for that one. So I was like, I think this is the best idea I've ever had. So here I am. I'm just uh, wrapping up my first year and um, I love every second of it.
1: That's fantastic. I love it when people are able to combine their passions with, you know, their careers. And I totally thank you for sharing, you know, how you got here, because I do think it's really important. And honestly, like I got burnt out of the corporate environment. And I got to a point where I said, I don't want to do this anymore. What what do I want to do? Because I need to feel fulfilled, number one. And I also don't want to hate my job anymore. So yeah, it's totally relatable. I totally get it. And same thing. I was like, what do I love? I love cats.
0: (laughs) So how do I make this happen? (laughs) I mean, like even when I was working corporate, it's like I was making good money. Um but it's, at some point I would still get bored, you know? And I said, it, so obviously for me, I knew it's not about the money. I mean, when, I, when you're younger, you think, oh, it's all about the money. And then you make money and then you're like, oh, i get bored after, you know, five years or four years or six years or whatever it is. And you think, okay, so I guess it isn't just the money. It's got to be something else. But then I've always been hesitant to mix like my crafts or my passion with my business because then I don't want to hate it. Like I'm a painter, I'm an artist, but I don't want to hate it because now I, I rely on it to pay my bills. But somehow this as an extracurricular passion, um, but that I'm really devoted to. And yes, like you were saying, realizing I don't get bored of it as well. It just, it was. I imagine when you came up with the idea to do what you're doing, you probably felt a similar sense of relief that finally, as we mature, we are getting better at kind of figuring out what we are gonna be happy with in terms of decisions.
1: Absolutely. I call it my midlife crisis. But in all honesty, it's saving me. You know, I think like where I was headed was a totally different trajectory. And I'm much happier now without the money. You know, you get those you get those worries. Obviously, everybody worries about money being able to pay the bills, but I'd much rather have this than the I don't even know how to explain like the feelings that I had because of the work life that I was living. It was very um, stressful and very, um, I don't know, just unfulfilling. You didn't feel like you could, um, you were contributing anything.
0: Yeah. And it just felt like when you're just doing something for money, I don't know. It's like outside of that, what do you have left to do, except to go and spend the money and then what do you have to do after that is you have to replace somebody. It's like, well, where am I, where am I getting time for enjoyment? You know, where, where am I being fulfilled? And for me, and I'm sure you've experienced this, you know, helping someone help their cat have a better life, you know, whether it's anxiety or something else. And then they come back to you and say, oh my God, my cat is like so much happier now. Thank you. It's like, wow. Okay. I did that. You know? And it's not that I, I'm not a miracle worker, but you asked for help and I gave it to you and it helped and on top of it, this is what I do. Like, this is cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%, the best feeling. And like you said, people coming into the store, getting to just kind of brag about their pets. Like, that's my favorite part. Like, I really could just pet Cats all day, like meet cats. I, I love meeting cats. I will probably remember your cat's name before I remember your name. <laughs> I, do, I know it's,
0: it's, it's, I was talking to another cat store owner in Denver. She owns uh, the, uh, what is it? All uh, just cats. It's just cats. She just finished her five years or she's in business five years now. And we were talking about our, you know, our tendencies towards forgetting certain information. And she said, Oh, I always remember your face. And I'll remember something about your life. And I'm like, and she goes, but I might not remember your name or your animal's name. And I'm like, well, I'll always remember your cat's name. I might not remember exactly anything else, but I'll remember your cat's (laughs) name. And I won't know what your name is most likely.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes, I'm Uh We're in a different breed as cat people. That's all I can say. (laughs) So tell me what the year has been like having your cat store. Like, was it a journey to get set up? Like, how did you source your products? Like, What were some of the, what were the good parts and the bad parts of really getting this started?
0: I I am a classic uh, genetically predisposed to flying by the seat of my pants. If I want to do something, I'm like, let's do it you know, and most people think it's a bit of a peculiar personality trait, but apparently it's a very distinct one, you know, like when I I mentioned being in New York for almost 20 years, and I remember I was, oh, I, you know, I think I want to go to New York and go to go to school, and my friend was like, huh, and three weeks later, I live there, you know, it's like, (laughs) no plan, no nothing, so it was sort of similar, except I did kind of plan for a very short period of time, Um, but essentially, once I came up with the idea, I just thought, okay, just do it as soon as you can. And then an opportunity came up for this spot that I'm in, which is 266 square feet off the beaten path dramatically. Um, Even my own customers sometimes who are regulars pass the store and have to circle back around and come back because it's Mm -hmm. just that awkward. And it, but it was cheap. And I thought, okay, you know what? It's cheap, it's off the beaten path. It's weird, but why not? It's a great way to get started on very little money and C, A, is it profitable? B, do I like it as much as I think I'm going to like it? C, is it stressful in ways that I didn't predict? And, and you know, I, so I got started on not very much. And I got started with cash, no loans, nothing like that. Uh, I saved money from some delivery driving I did last year, believe it or not, <laughs> delivering for Uber, and just popped it open. I mean, initially finding products was a little bit more challenging, uh, you know, getting set up with distributors and getting set, just one of the things I find the most challenging is finding unique cat products. And that has not changed since then, because one of my most exciting things was I get to have this store with all this cool cat stuff in it. And I go to look for stuff and I'm like, where's all the cool cat stuff? Like what, who, who's inventing all the cool cat stuff? That's why I think these y'all things are so neat. I'm like, Hey, that's cool. That's different. And if they all eat it, that would be even better. I haven't opened it yet. because you know, if I open one out of six items of everything I bring in the store, I obviously will go out of business. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, and I have to say that I have made some mistakes, and that's obviously stressful. But over the overarching um, sentiment is it's been freaking amazing. And as a matter of fact, one thing I forgot to mention. Was one of those companies I worked for. I was working for this uh, cybersecurity company for six, a little over six years, and you know, loved the job, loved my team, made good money, and eventually, you know, quit, got bored. But the co-founder of that company, him and his wife, also have pet stores or had pet stores up in Boston, and so he would tell me, "Oh yeah, you know, we do really well at the pet stores," and he's, you know, I always. Respect him, very, very smart, love him, love his wife, love what they do. Never, never had a single bad interaction. And seeing their passion towards it, I thought, well, that's really kind of cool. And that they were doing better there, even. I thought, well, that's interesting, you know. So I actually spoke with him and he was like, Yeah, we know we sold our stores, this, that, and the other. And um, hi, you know, (laughs) has to be part of the conversation. Make
1: sure you're doing it right. That's
0: all. exactly. (laughs) don't, Don't tell any secrets, mom. Um, so Jeff is his name and funny enough, I don't know if we can edit this, uh, if I'm going on a tangent, but recently I'm sure you heard that IPP independent pet partners who is a
1: giant corporate, Oh, really? (laughs) I think it's a sign. (laughs) I'm
0: not supposed to talk anything bad, but basically a lot of stores across the country were suddenly going to be under chapter 11 due to corporate issues. And Jeff, incidentally, him and his wife sold their stores to this company when they retired a few years ago. And I, and he was texting me about it this week saying, you know, I can't believe, have you heard? And I'm like, yeah, obviously I've heard I've been in the industry now for a year. And uh, he was seemed to be very upset, but I think their stores were one of the ones that are going to be saved. Um, Same here in Houston. There's a buyer for 26 stores in Houston that otherwise were all going to be out at the end of the month. You know, that's a lot of people without jobs. A lot of people to, to get food and supplies that, you know, it was really kind of scary for a lot of people. Um, but yeah, you know, other lessons I've learned are uh, I like cat people. I like to get to know my customers, but I need to be better at setting personal boundaries. Uh, you know, it is like the saying goes, your customer will become your friend before your friend will become your customer. But I have to make sure that it's hard. You know, it's hard hard. to say, okay, well, you know, you're telling me I've saved your cat's life. You're here, you know, three times a week, sometimes just to chat and we're kind of friendly, but at the same time, I need to be able to say you're a customer and not a friend or know when is truly appropriate to cross that line. I don't know if you've had that, but I think this is a general small business lesson that I think everybody has to learn.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I think I have in different scenarios, not so much in my own situation yet. So we don't have a brick and mortar at the moment. I'm working on that. But like you said, rent is high. And, you know, I have high expectations. So part of this whole process, right, is me learning from you guys as well. So as I, you know, I get motivated and inspired by, you know, everybody's journey. So, you know, it has my wheels turning about rethinking, you know, where, where I would set up. But, um, you know, I have met a lot of people going out to markets and, you know, just in my past lives and you know had those experiences where it's like okay like where do we where do we set these boundaries so that we're we're clear right (laughs) we don't we don't need to get beyond this and uh you know I'm sure that I am because I'm a chatty person man I will talk to people about anything and then like we said earlier like I'm an open book I don't have a I don't have a filter yeah. So um, I sometimes cross the line because I'll say stuff that might not be uh, kosher or, <laughs> and I'm, I'm pretty raunchy. I'm going to have to be honest, <laughs> but kind of quiet right now, I guess like just it's that time of the day, but I say stuff, I cuss a lot, you know? And so there's that. And, yeah, and so true. I figure that's if true. I have to, if other people have to deal with me, I kind of have to deal with other people. So yeah, it's a balance. Yeah. It's a give and take. And, uh,
0: I try to judge
1: each situation as we go.
0: And you're doing, you're like event-based
1: still, right? So I am a bit event-based. Yeah, lots of events. I took a little bit of a hiatus. I'm working on some products right now. So we sell CBD products we have pet products and people products. I also sell a line of catnip products. Um, I'm currently formulating two new products. So one is a people product and one is a pet product. Um, So we're pushing out some CBD cat treats. And so that's been the last couple of months for me is formulation because It has to be very, you know, I have to be very, very careful about what I'm doing and getting the proper licensing and registrations, finding the right facilities so I can go and make these things. And it's a lot when you're making the product. And so I can't fathom. And I'm, again, no retail experience. Maybe when I was 18, I worked at the Discovery Channel store at the mall. That's my retail experience. Okay, (laughs) so I'm learning as I go. Um, And then for my people products, like what we've learned over the course of this last year. So same for me. I started in 2020, like just with this idea. And it had been brewing for five years before that I knew I wanted to get into the canvas. Opposite in that regard, I'm like, yeah, I'm a planner, man. I'm a planner. And I sit on things for a really long time. But once I do it, I'm all in and I don't stop. So I know that this is a long journey. It may not happen today. It may not happen tomorrow, but five years from now, like I'm, yeah. I'm in it. I'm in it. So, <laughs> so I do. I give it a lot of thought and make sure that I'm ready to take that leap. But um, we started the company in 2020 and then we started last year really pushing products out and then, you know, kind of fine tuning what we want to carry, what we don't want to carry. With our people products, we're going to start a whole separate line because we've run into this issue where like, is it for cats? Is it for people? Yeah.
0: So I get it
1: from a distribution standpoint. It's kind of a hindrance. So yeah. um, we're going to be doing something else. But um, my second product that I'm really excited about and I can't wait to get out is I'm making cat shaped CBD gummies. Uh-huh. And so they're going to be just super cute.
0: <laughs> Can't wait. So these are for people, right? So this will be this like ultimate people, crossover. <laughs> these are for cats and these are for people. What do you think these are for, huh? <laughs> I know, right?
1: Oh. So yeah, definitely distinguishing between the two is important for us right now. Okay. Um, and then trying to fine tune our um, cabinet products that we carry as well, because it's really interesting what I've learned like through that process, like, all cats are different. Some respond to different things differently. Um, I've had really good success with cats who are non-catnip responsive with silver vine. Um, so I usually refer people to that. Um, and then there's another, there's some kind of honeysuckle. I can't remember the name that cats are. You, are, are you, responsive to.
0: Are you talking about valerian?
1: no so valerian root i do carry but there is another one and it is a honeysuckle of some sort and i can't seem to find it but it is out there in the world somewhere so just for your store if you're looking for something unique you might look i'll send you some stuff uh, (laughs) so that you know the name of it at least um but cats are responsive to it it's really similar to catnip so i'm trying to figure out how to bring that into our blends as well um it's hard. I want to like focus some of our products down because you know, as a small business, it's hard to have so many products, no. but I have people that really like certain things. And so I can't yeah. get rid of it. So I
0: mean, it, in my, cause I, my first business that I mentioned was retail, but I was also making what I was selling. So it is a lot harder when you're doing both. Um, and I would, So it was funny because at some point, I think somebody asked me, why don't you only make this, this, and this since it's the majority of what you sell? And I said, well, I'm not making a lot of the other things, but there's a weird psychology that humans experience when they go to buy something. They have to pick out the thing that they think is good. And if you're only giving them good options, there's no way for them to feel triumphant over the choice that they've made. And it's a weird psychological thing, but you have to have almost in a way something, I wouldn't call it bad, um, but the least, the less desirable options, you have to have at least a very small percentage uh, so that people feel like they have a choice. And I know that's sort of a weird and manipulative thing to admit, but in the business of running a business, we have to be aware of this, you know?
1: Right. Psychology is important in the business world across the board. So I totally and get it. And to it's too. important. I like that little clipped ear there.
0: Yeah, she was supposed Just to be an she loves, she loves giving me some love bites. Yeah. She,
1: <laughs> so was she a rescue? Tell me about Octavia.
0: Octavia is from here, outside the store, and um, okay, there was a bunch of pregnant uh, cats out here. I guess one of the neighbors was kind of running an illegal backyard cattery kind of thing. Mm. And uh, because I know myself and I will literally go underfeeding cats, I decided let me start tra- trapping all the pregnant cats and getting them, you know, sterilized if I can, if it's not depending on where they are in their pregnancy. So she was supposed to go back outside and I got her ear clip because sometimes she does want to run out the front door of the store and that's fine. Uh, mainly she runs out to chase off any other cats that may be encroaching on her territory. <laughs> but uh, she is. Uh, she likes it in the shop. I don't know what happened. It, she would love to run outside. And lately she just, when people come in, she jumps right up to this counter. She lays there and she looks at him and she's like, well, hello. Hi, I'm Octavia. And I'm just, okay. I guess I think she's a shop cat now.
1: Yeah. Uh, she's social butterfly is what it sounds like.
0: And, you know, I just disclaimer, I feel like I need to give this disclaimer as a pet store owner, especially, you know, that specializes in cats. That is the only cat I have that is a chunky cat. And I know people think of all cats as chunky. She's gaining so much weight because at night she helps herself to things in the store. (laughs) I have have put up so many blocks, plastic walls and things to keep her out and she'll find something and I'll come in and there'll be a whole bag of treats and all that's left is the bag. And I'm like, Octavia, I don't know how much weight. And people come in and they're like, wow, she's really put on some weight. And I'm like... (laughs) Yes, I know. I know it's embarrassing, but she, I, she should. Do, I I can't control her.
1: <laughs> I love it. I, my other cat,
0: yeah, my other cat <laughs> is here, and she's as fit as a fiddle, like the rest of them. As a matter of fact, plug. She's in a competition to be America's favorite cat. yeah still in first place. Chompawat. Hi. Say hi. hi. Hey, she she's my little smarty pants. So yes, we. Uh, the group finals comes starts tomorrow. So if we're not in first place by tomorrow night, we're going to have a hard time staying there. And then after that, we should be able to advance to the final rounds. Um, we get a $5,000 grand prize, which I will donate to a local shelter, but we get a two page spread photo op in Catster magazine. And that's what I want.
1: <laughs> that's so awesome. Fingers crossed for you guys. So thank you. Well, I'll be voting. And vote. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Like I'll make sure street 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 to I'll street push street. something out on the Instagram to my followers. For oh, okay, you. cool, cool. <laughs> that's so awesome.
0: Long explanation. Thank you for listening.
1: <laughs> yeah, no worries. So tell me what kind of products you're what are your favorite products that you carry?
0: Um I would say my favorite? I mean, that's hard. I mean, okay, mm. I will tell you something. You had to pick two. Okay. You if I
1: had
0: to pick, pick two. Okay. If I had to pick two. It two would
1: pick unique two. products that maybe people have never seen before. Um,
0: okay. So this they want to know what
1: kind of cat cool cat products exist this in the world.
0: This is one of my absolute hands down favorite cat toys ever invented. And oddly enough, a lot of people have not heard of it. Um, some people have. There are knockoffs, and I will, on Fred's behalf, he's the creator and the inventor and the owner. If you see a knockoff, don't buy it. That's not cool, man. But (laughs) the Ripple Rug. So, essentially, the Ripple Rug, have you heard of this?
1: I have not. Tell me all about it.
0: So, essentially, it's two rugs made of recycled plastic bottles. The bottom one has a non-slip coating. The top one has various size holes, some for paws, some for bodies, and they have little safety slits. And underneath the top one, there's all these little Velcro patches that we humans get to do things like make caves or tunnels or shapes. And the cats can dive in and dive out and chase each other and throw their toys in. You can machine wash it. You can dry it. And for 44 bucks, honestly, it is awesome. And it's about, I want to say maybe, I don't know how many, I want to say it's about four feet by three and a half feet by four feet or something like that. Big. oh here it is yeah 47 inches by 36 so it's about three by four so it's sizable it's good for a multi-cat household it's good for cats with anxiety because it provides that small dark space mm-hmm. that in. um it's good for again for you playing with them or them self-entertaining like if you're gone all day but i mean really truly i love the ripple rug and most people even if you're you, you take this home for the first time for some reason when you go to pull it out of the bag, the cats already know they're like, That's for me, and you're like, What
1: the hell? How do they know it's for them? Because like, <laughs> cats- everything's for them when you come
0: home. <laughs> so that, that is, you know, what touche, that is a good point. Um, so, yes, the ripple rug, and then I would say, Okay, it is a tough call between now, it's not that tough of a call. I already think I know where I'm going with the other one. Um. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I'm going to turn you around here so, so I can grab it from under here. So my second, I would like to say product, but really they make a whole line of products. But if I was going to point out one product of theirs, and I think absolutely everyone right now should buy it. Um, I don't have an online store, so you can buy it from them or you can come here is a product called your go-to by a company called Adored Beast out of Canada. So the reason it's called your go-to is because you will go to it for everything. I keep a bottle at the store by the register. I keep a bottle at my nightstand and I keep a bottle in my kitchen. So, this I have used for, okay, first of all, it's all natural. Um, it's not toxic. It's not, it's uh, arnica and Asinite uh, 200C and 200C. It's a first aid thing. So, it's used for trauma, shock, inflammation, disease, uh, anxiety. I have used this and it's, and actually, it's safe for cats and dogs. Somebody was asking that I turn the camera around. Um, For example, my sister's 20 year old cat was looking like, okay, this is the weekend, you know, that she's not doing well. She's not eating. She's barely going to the bathroom. It's a little pink. I know because I used the Sustainably Years cat litter, so you can see the colors in it gave her one little pump in the side of her mouth. And 30 seconds later, it's kind of like how weed is to cancer patients, right? She's like, okay. So she goes and she ate a little bit, you know? Then she was like, okay, let me drink a little bit of water. Then she was able to pee a little bit more. She ended up living for like another month. Um, Not just because of this, but it's something you can use in the heat of the moment when you're like, if I don't do something, you know, this animal is gonna have a problem. Or I had a customer call me, it's one of my Google reviews, you'll see around eight in the morning. And I might answer the phone you're not open, are you? And I'm thinking, well, no, I'm not. But sounds like you probably need something pretty bad, right? So I said, what, what's up? And it was this lady who was out of town here with her cat. And the cat was in the car having a complete you know, anxiety attack. And they were on their way mm-hmm. to the airport. I live seven minutes from where my store is. So I asked her if she was willing to wait seven minutes. And she did. So I got here, sold her one of these. And literally within 30 seconds, one pump in their mouth. And they're golden. She's like, oh, my God, it worked so great. You know, I've used it for my white cat she, I feed raw at home, but if they tear into a bag of dry food, I'm not going to let it go to waste. So I took a bag of dry food home. And of course they were all like, Oh my God, what is this? You know, it's like, so they overdid it. So she mm-hmm. threw up the food, then she threw up more of the food. Then she threw up a little bit more of the food. And I'm like, how much did you gorge on? while I wasn't looking and, Oh, that's nice. Octavia. Sorry. So, intermission. Apparently we got cats <laughs> for sale too. She's <laughs> inside the showcase. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> but anyway, um, she threw up and then she threw up a little bit of liquid and I was like, all right. So I grabbed the paper towel and I dipped it. It was still clear that she threw up just a little bit more and I saw pink and I thought, okay, that's it. We've reached the point where your esophagus is starting to get irritated and inflamed and there's a little bit of blood gave her and she was stressed. You could see she was like just waiting to see if she was gonna throw up again. Give her one pump in the side of her mouth. 30 seconds later, goes, lays down, wakes up an hour later, stretches out, everything's fine. Took that, Took out the inflammation calmed her down, settled everything. You know, she took a nap, she woke up and she was golden. I mean, you will literally go to this for everything. It is just an amazing tool that I tell everybody, don't wait until you need it. You want to have it when you need it. Don't leave it in your hot car or anything, but this is the kind of thing. And like CBD, I know a lot of animals have to get acclimated to. This is a true, like, like this in a first aid kit too. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is really, really just something that, I mean, I ordered this like a dozen at a time and I still have a hard time keeping it in stock. And I'm not even that busy of a store because it is just so good. Um, That's
1: awesome.
0: It's your go-to by Adored Beast and highly, highly, highly recommended. This is my second. If I had to pick two, it's the Ripple Rug and the your go-to. So
1: Awesome. That's cool. I may have to get some of that from you trying out. Trust me, I, I have a couple. So I, I have one who he does not do well with guests. And so we, we do use the CBD products with him. And so that's helped a whole lot. It's has he gets so stressed out that he will start peeing blood. And it's very wow. quickly. Like, so um, it doesn't take long. Like, people, yeah. we could have company over for two and a half, three hours, and he's already starting to get extremely well, stressed out.
0: This will add to, so first of all, this will help with his stress, but it will also help with any urinary tract inflammation that is being mm-hmm. caused by the stress. Because stress will cause mm-hmm. bladder wall inflammation and urinary tract inflammation. Because the last thing you want is a plug. Because, you know, if he's a blood right. cat- you know they have narrow urethras, and yep. failure is unfortunately something that happens very fast with cats. Again, i I swear I swear by this stuff. I always tell people I'm not trying to make a buck. I'm trying to give you something that you are going to be so grateful to have
1: uh, when something happens. You know, I bet uh, they're going to start flying off the shelves soon. They, they do in my <laughs>
0: store, and I think in one of the only I I'm like the only cat store that they have in U.S. I think they have one cat store in Canada and then one cat. So they're mostly in, you know, dog centric stores. Um, okay. I think I'm the only person in Houston who even carries most of the adored beast line, but it's great stuff.
1: That's awesome. I love it when you can find a really unique product that works really well for people. So that's amazing.
0: And they have a practice. They're not just manufacturers. They have an animal practice. They work with cats, mm. dogs, horses. They do forest, uh, you know, they work in, deforested lands with, with trying to get them to be reforested. They do so many things that are, um, you know, the, their whole ethos is whole. It's not just a, a greenwash product that somebody makes and says, oh, this is great, you know? Um, they live by their word. So I like that too.
1: Perfect. What's the, so tell me what the cat community is like in Houston.
0: Um, I mean, I don't know. So far I think most of them are good. I mean, I haven't really met any, I, I think there's only- Are there a lot
1: of cat events that happen or I know that you're the only cat store. Um, I think- What other kinds of cat things go on in Houston that you're aware of?
0: I mean, there's cat shows. I know that. There are, like, popcats was cool. I went to that. Mm-hmm. I haven't made it to any of the cat shows or any of the big, um, like, I know Super Zoo or something is coming up and I just haven't been able to get away because I'm running the shop. I think Houstonians probably are- pretty avid cat lovers, but of course, reaching them takes a little bit of time, but all of my customers who've come in are like really, you know, I'm very lucky that when people come to a cat store, they have already in their mind kind of self-edited that they're the kind of person who is concerned and wants to have somewhat of an educated conversation about the care of their cat or even their dog. So I get to have a lot of very fruitful conversations with people. And by fruitful, I mean, I learn too. I am not about, you know, if you ask me how to do something, I will advise, but otherwise, let's just talk about what matters most to you right now. Um, And I, yeah, I mean, I don't know where it's going to go, but I know that I'm looking at moving my store to a very populated corner. sometime. my applications are going in and if that happens, I think the level of cat people that I meet is going to explode um, mm-hmm. very soon. Hopefully I'll be able to keep my wits about me. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, a Good
1: problem to have though,
0: right? Like. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. I mean.
1: Growth is, uh, you know, especially at the stage that you're at, right? Like to be able to, you know, know that you can move into a a better location or a larger store, take on more expenses, meet more consumer needs, I think is, says a lot about the effort that you've put in over the last year. So, I mean, congratulations.
0: Yeah, I thank you. I've worked very hard. I mean, almost all of my customers find me through social media or through Google looking for a cat store. but in a year I've only ever gotten two that found me by going by the store that <laughs> because I'm literally on a dead end on a feeder road by the side of the highway. So, um, but, you know, being able to take that customer base with me and it's very close and in a very, very highly trafficked corner um, in an area where there's a lot of cat lovers, I think is going to be just so much fun. I'm really just looking forward to it, you know, and you That's would definitely have to come by the store. I don't have any CBD products on my line yet because I've, I think I told you I'm waiting. I haven't done anything CBD because I need to know when I do bring something in, it is something that I. That's the
1: right thing. I I totally get it. I totally get it. So, um, and it is. It's really challenging in the CBD community because it's so unregulated. And I think there are a lot of good products being developed. Um, You know, you can find things that are high quality that are made with zero THC. You know, that you can confidently give to your pets. But it's not everything. And so, yeah, you have to be very, very careful. So I completely understand. And yeah, happy to send you some things. You can test them out, you know, research them a little bit more and uh, see if anything works for
0: you. I don't know that much about it. You know, I just know that, you know, what I've been recommended is full spectrum, you know, organic. I just, a lot of companies make it for dogs first. And then I feel like do they know enough about cats? Do
1: we know? What I've learned is not so much really. It's like um, they're just doing it on a weight basis, Yeah, Um, you know, and it is really just a dog product or even further. It's a people product that they've turned into a dog product that they're now like, okay, well, let's just drop the milligram dosage and now it's a cat product. Um, But in reality, that's okay because we, using a human-grade product for your pets is probably better anyway. Um, you know, using something like a coconut oil as your uh, blend is better for your pets than something else. Um, your, your MCT oil, so.
0: What kind of other um, blends, so when you're making CBD for cats, what kind of other, I guess, carriers would you use aside from coconut oil? Coconut oil.
1: You could use a lot of different things. Some people use salmon oil, to be honest, I've run into that a lot, especially with dogs. For some reason, dogs love salmon. oil. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. You know, so any kind of fat okay. allows okay. you CBD to transfer through your body. And that goes for pets or people. Um, I always recommend an isolate, which is like an isolated CBD or a I not full spectrum, a broad spectrum um, for a pet because that's that's going to so broad spectrum has very little THC in it. It's hard to like even like when you test it, it doesn't even show up most cases, but there is still going to be some very, very minor components of it because the way that they extract it out of the plant, a full spectrum. So basically the full spectrum is pulling from all areas of the the plant. And so it's harder to isolate the CBD. So you have more or higher THC content. And so when you're trying to give a CBD product to your pet, I always recommend zero THC at all um, because... some pets are highly allergic. The only time I recommend it, and this is really interesting, is for larger breed dogs. I have several people that have told me in my time in this world that a full spectrum or a low THC product works really well, 50 pounds or above. Hmm. And so if your are dogs, and a lot of times it's more of the, you know, and I hate to even say it because I don't believe in the term, but aggressive breed, yeah. you know, yeah. those dogs tend to have different compositions. Maybe more muscle tone. I don't know what it is that's causing them to be more reactive to a THC product. Like it relaxes them a little bit more. And so, and and they don't tend to have negative side effects with larger dogs. So, but anything smaller than that, I definitely don't recommend any kind of THC because it is poisonous for pets. And you were saying, so it's
0: broad spectrum versus full spectrum. spectrum. And then you said Isolate.
1: Isolate is where they go in and they extract the CBD um, at 100%, like nothing else is in it. And again, I'm not a, an extractor, so you know this is pretty high level how <laughs> well, I'm explaining it. But basically, the isolate is zero THC. And so that's, that's usually what you want to look for if you're going to get a CBD product for your pet or for cats specifically. So. Okay. I know That's I right.
0: what the brand was, but a customer came in a few weeks ago and they had a really bad adverse reaction to some kind of CBD product. Um, and I was like, oh my God, just get the your go-to because at least, because it was kind of like a isolated incident too. And I was like, for an isolated, mm-hmm. like my understanding of CBD is that it's not going to necessarily be that effective one dose. I think there has to be a body tolerance built. So if you're Absolutely. an incident, your go-to is going to be there for you where CBD is not going to be able to be as effective on that on the spot you know right
1: so I think um, what we typically recommend is like if you're going to use a CBD product for your pet it has to be like a supplement you have to give it to them consistently so you know every day for at least two weeks to see real effective results and
0: Um, and then finding the right
1: I'm sorry say it again
0: it's good for their joints too I've heard
1: Absolutely. So, it does help with inflammation. So, I've uh, found that, you know, mobility increases. It helps with sleep. So, if you've got, especially older pets. So, if they're having difficulty, like, staying asleep at night or, like, the anxiety. I have My niece has a dog who was in a breeding situation that went wrong and he was attacked. And so he has a lot of uh, stress. And so like at night for a very long period of time, like he was on edge, like he would just stand at the edge of the bed, like he wouldn't lay down. And so, you know, using a CBD product has really helped him to kind of calm down and be able to relax. Um, But it is, it's a daily routine. It's not, yeah, it's not as you yeah. need it yeah here and go on it's something that you have to use consistently so i carry a water soluble product and it's made through a basically what they do is they take the components and they they take the particles down as small as they can so that it's uh more easily absorbable and so i do use that in similar situations as your product that you were mentioning the go-to um because it does act faster like you do see relief from it uh, not instantaneously but we're talking like maybe 15 to 30 minutes rather than like an hour right you know if you take like a CBD oil the other thing about it is it's absorbable through the skin which i like because sometimes it's really difficult. Like if I'm giving CBD to my cats, I'm usually mixing it in with a wet food. I'm not, you know, if it's a dog, right, you can usually just drop it in their mouth, just like a a person or you're giving it to them in some treats. Um, with the water soluble product, like I can put, just spray it on my finger and rub it on the inside of their ears and they'll absorb it that way. And so it's a lot less, um, invasive. My cat, I've never had a cat where I could put something in their mouth where they take pills. Like I know that there are people that have those cats that exist, not me. I've never experienced it firsthand. So I'm always looking for ways to apply the product so that it's a little bit easier to use and make it, you know, especially if you're having to give it to them every day. Um, so, and you do see some relief like right away, you know, but it's not... Like you said, it's not as strong, I guess, as what you've experienced with this other product.
0: Yeah, and that's, like I said, what I usually tell people is this particular product, the go-to, is truly a first aid product that you can use for so many situations that maybe you might not think, oh, well, this needs first aid because you think of first aid as being like open wounds. But uh, being that it is under that category, you can't imagine that this is about immediate, you know, media reaction, I guess, would be the way to put it, um, but, you know, that's the, the beautiful thing about it, right, we need something for, we need something for generalized anxiety, we need something for isolated moments, we need something for, you know, we need different, different tools for different applications, um, depending on the environment or the, you know, the peculiar nature of your own cat, because all cats yeah. are different, you know?
1: that's right.
0: and when you were saying, I've never had a cat that you know, just let you put things in his mouth or take pills. Now, put things in their mouth. I have at least one cat and put pills in her mouth. That's another story, but she is, a <laughs> her name is Pizza and she has been up for adoption since last year. She's, cause she's an adult. They're hard to find homes for brown tabbies. The first time I went to brush her teeth, I thought, huh. And I looked at her and I was like, man, you know, I have a feeling I'm just going to be able to brush your teeth. Grab the toothbrush, grab some toothpaste, put it on there. Well, you know, for cat, uh, cat toothbrush and yeah. cat toothpaste just went right into her mouth. And she was just like, okay. Let's
1: just do this huh?
0: just kind of there and let me do it. You know, <laughs> I, like, I just, I just had a feeling my white cat. It took me three weeks to train her to even let me get a toothbrush near her mouth. And you know, cause she likes to bite um, as affection, not as mean, but
1: sure.
0: she just, she was just like, yeah. Okay. You want to brush my teeth? Fine. Whatever. Let's do it. I was like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> So we've got Octavia Kumquat Pizza. Oh, so, yeah. so Champawat. Champawat, Chomp-a-wat. okay, I missed that one, Champawat and pizza. She's
0: named the uh, deadliest tiger in history, yeah. So the tiger of Champawat killed and ate over 436 humans from the year 1900 to 1907 in, um, in a village in Nepal. So, yes, hey, she is I named like after yeah. Um. There's a lot of cats. So I don't think we have time to go through all 16. That's months. okay.
1: You don't have to go through all of <laughs> them. But what, What's the uh, what's your favorite cat name is what, where I was going. What's what's the weirdest cat name you've ever given a pet before? Oh,
0: the weirdest cat name I've ever given a pet. I don't know. I mm-hmm. think the weirdest names I've ever seen get, given a cat were names my mom gave cats. <laughs> there were these two kittens that she was like, oh, there's these kittens outside. And then I was like, okay. She's like, oh. I don't care about them. And I was like, okay. And then one day she's like, oh my God, one of the kittens has been missing and I've been praying to God. And I'm like, okay. So then she's like, and if they, if, if he comes back, I'm going to take care of them, which they're both at my house now. Um, but when she got them, she named them number one and number two. Okay. I was like, okay, mom. <laughs> <laughs> number, one number Two. Got it. I don't know. I mean, I feel like, I feel like all my cats have just like Chompawat's probably an unusual name, but not really because it's a tiger. I mean, I have pizza, Pepsi, you know, names that are not even real names, like Nami, but I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard what is the weirdest cat name you've ever heard? I
1: mean. Oh man, that's a good question. I actually on uh, one of my events I did, I was I asked this question, like, what's your cat's name? And so I made a list. Um Surprisingly, there were a lot of Lunas. That's what I recall from this list. There are a lot of Lunas. There's a lot of Lunas, and uh, it's a beautiful name, but there's too many. <laughs> it's there like the uh, Ashley of, uh, of the cat world. <laughs> and it's a recent
0: trend. I don't remember it always being like this, but recently this has been a trend. There's been a mm-hmm. lot of times like
1: Luna. Yeah, Luna. And but the weirdest, school, like i don't know it's a it's a i asked you the question i don't really know i'll tell you my cats are all named after characters from quentin tarantino movies oh. um even my fosters when i keep my fosters we just pick a movie and go down the, the list <laughs> he's got plenty of characters so i don't have to be as i'm not a creative person you're I like really you're am. mr pink <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's funny yeah i just I mean, for fosters, I
1: I ran into a cat named Pig one time. That one's. Hmm. That's an interesting name. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I always find it interesting when you name your cat a different animal name. name. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I wonder what that cat thinks about that.
1: Right. (laughs) I asked my cat yesterday. I was like, do you know my name? I still don't know. We'll find (laughs) out one day.
0: That's funny. Did you hear about the whole, you know, IPP thing? I, I mentioned earlier about all these stores being- No, I didn't.
1: So tell me a little bit more about it because I'm not that immersed in the pet product community just yet. It's mostly more like CBD environment that I'm I'm yeah. spent around. It's really
0: like, a, I mean, without going into too much detail, what's interesting about it, not so much what happened, but what's interesting about it is I'm getting customers calling asking- if I can get food for them and I'm explaining to them, okay, well, just so you know, a company did come in at the last minute and buy the Houston locations, the 25 Houston stores that were all otherwise about to go out of business. So you can still get your food there, you know, because um, they're going to be, I don't know how long, I'm sure they're going to try to cut down and maybe close some stores, but it seems that maybe the crisis has been averted and it doesn't seem to phase people. They're like, yeah, but can you get the food? And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, which I really, you know, I, I can, I would be, I personally, if I was somebody who relied on them and that happened, I would be PO because a lot of the foods that were carried by these companies were not foods that you can get, you know, they're like open farm. You can't get that at Petco or PetSmart or online at Chewy or whatever. Um, so suddenly being like, okay, well, you're all without a job and where am I going to get my animals food? You know? for that many people, that many stories, you gotta think it's a large number of people. Yeah. I'm kind of like, oh, without warning, bye, peace out. We don't care about you. And I, I would have been like, well, F that. I'm taking my business elsewhere. So I don't know if that's what people are experiencing um, or if it's just that people don't understand me when I say no, but it's okay. They're still going to be open. <laughs> you know, like you don't have to come to me for your, you know, pet food needs. You can still go to them. But um, luckily so far, it's mainly been cat people. So I'm not complaining. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, I'm
1: sure it has something to do with wanting some a reliable source. Like you have to think about yourself as a consumer, right? Just like you said, I know that if I experience something like that, it would be, I mean, it's challenging. Uh, you know, even so, very recently with my cats, like I've, I was like, all right, we're gonna try out a new food. I had had them on the exact same food for years, uh, at least two years. Uh, my youngest, the two boys that I have, are. Or will be two in March and so since they've came in they've all been on the same food and so I got some samples like just at one of the events somewhere and uh, they loved it and so I was like okay I'm gonna switch over but then I again I can't find it here in Austin
0: yeah that's frustrating right
1: it yeah. is frustrating. So um, I totally get like that that sentiment where it's like, you you are going to be open, you aren't going to be open, like you're closing, like where am I going to find this stuff? Like yeah. you you start to, you got to find something that you can go to from there and so.
0: And I, that's why I put a special order form on my website and I told people, look, just go to the website, fill out the order form. If you're a new customer, I will require that you prepay because I have made that mistake of, oh yeah, I'll get it for you and then they never come back. Um, And so for me, uh, you know, I think that's the difference between shopping at a small business too. A lot of people thought this was small business, but they weren't, or that they were franchised, but they weren't. Uh, Being in the industry, of course, I knew, you know, behind the curtain, what, what, you know, who was the ownership, et cetera. But um, what's interesting is that you can go to a small store usually and say, hey, you know, like a mom and pop type shop and say, hey, you know, I I see that you carry a lot of brands that I've seen in the the store that I used to go to, and they had this food. Is there any chance you can get it for me, you know, on special order? Because most of us, we place an order once every couple weeks, if not every week or every month. And if you say, if you can get it for me, if it's once a month, maybe I'll buy a bulk, a bulk amount, right? And I'll get enough for a month. And most small businesses will say yes, because why would we turn business and you know, turn you down? Not mm-hmm. to mention your order might be helping us reach a minimum if we're so small that that's still a concern to us like it is to me your order might help me reach my minimum. So then I don't have to buy things I don't necessarily need just in order to get the delivery. Uh, so, you know, I always tell people, you know, go like my friend who lives in South Carolina and she has cats for the first time. I said, go to a small store, ask them to get this brand, you know, going ahead of time. Cause you, you don't know when they're going to place the order. I told her what to buy. And she was like, Oh my God, thank you. You know? And, you know, I think, I think that's, hopefully people, maybe, hopefully this is like a small wake up call. I I don't know how long it'll last, but
1: hopefully. Yeah. It's always good to know where your food comes from for you and your pet. Yeah. And that's, uh, I think, a lesson that we're going to repeat over and over again here in the U.S. over the coming years, because I don't think this will be the the first supply chain issue or the last supply chain issue that will exist. Can
0: you imagine what would happen
1: if overnight all of the Walmarts closed? People, I mean, it would be
0: like, people would be trampling each other to get to any small store and cleaning out the shelves worse than the pandemic. I mean, people would freak, but do you think there's a company bigger than Walmart that would swoop in and buy them? No. And do you think Walmart would care? No. You know, I mean, but it's obviously that's a grand scale example, but that's a real example that we have to that it could happen at any time. And what are people going to do? And what are how are all the businesses around there and in that city going to be impacted? Because yes, some of it might be positive, but there might be a lot of negative too.
1: Yeah, I think it's important too, like to take care of your local economy, right, and the small businesses, because not only are you, you know providing for them but it, it helps to circle around right like you're putting money back into your community and so it's um yeah. i don't know i don't know how that lesson needs to get out there to people like you know there's convenience i get it the convenience of going to the big shop stores yes they can buy things in bulk they can get them at a cheaper price but how is that benefiting you and your community
0: i mean community? I think people, maybe in this instance, it helps people see that, yeah, there is community circular income, but it's also, I'm putting all my eggs in one basket and if that basket should suddenly fall off the wall and all the eggs crack, I'm not going to have anything to eat. It's like, why don't you divide where you put your eggs so that you mm-hmm. make keep the community fruitful in terms of even what's available to you. Funny story is, uh, you know, since you mentioned they can buy in bulk and make change things cheaper, There's a lot of food that they carry that it is literally cheaper for you or me to buy it there at a retail price than it is for me to buy it at a wholesale price. It is a more expensive wholesale than it is at Walmart by three, four, or five dollars a bag. And I'm like, what? So it's literally or in that, those are instances where they are forcing out competition because nobody in their right mind is going to go. I'm gonna go and spend $5 more on it than what you can buy it for three miles from here and then charge you five on top of that. You're not gonna pay $10 more because if that's the kind of food you want, you're probably already on a budget, right? And you're not gonna pay the 10 extra. So it it forces people into those stores to buy things. And so, yeah, I don't I don't know. I didn't know that until I got into the industry and I was looking at, and I'm like, this is insanity. Like I can't buy a lot of this stuff, like grocery store brands. I can't buy it wholesale. I mean, I can. But it's more expensive than it is at the store. Yeah, nobody's
1: gonna buy it from you because they're gonna see the price point somewhere else. That's yeah. that's amazing how they yeah, how they push people out. Yeah, so, it makes yeah. it really difficult, right? Difficult is is that a monopoly? So that- well,
0: I, mean, <laughs> I would say it's something like it,
1: you know. But yeah. Yeah, Is there nobody to push back? Is that why it continues to happen? Well, so
0: I don't know if they're I don't know if the manufacturers like it or if they're being squeezed or if it's kind of a status quo by now. You know. Mm-hmm.
1: But,
0: you know, like when that whole thing happened with this company, I was more worried about: Am I going to be able to keep getting my distributors to bring food to me? Because if they're losing 25 stores in Houston, how are they? Are they going to raise prices? Am I going to now pay more for food and delivery because this company? hold the plug on 25 stores, you know, that's what I was looking at. Um, yeah. Most people were looking at, oh, how can I get in and, and buy stuff and take over their space? And I'm like, no, I'm worried about my business. How is this going? <laughs> what is, what is, what is the, the fallback on this going to look like? Because I know there's going to be some, you know, yeah, they were saved. at least the, the Houston stores.
1: Yeah, well, I'm glad that worked out. And hopefully you don't have any distribution issues because of it. I saw you had a dog sign up earlier. Were you always planning to carry dog stuff or was it all, did it happen because of consumer needs or just?
0: I mean, I had a dog at the time she passed in September. So I always knew I would have a very, very small dog section, but I kind of, when I first had the idea of opening a store, I thought maybe dog and cat, but then I realized probably just cat because it's more of what I know. It's more what I'm passionate about. It may eventually grow into both. But I always, I also thought it was kind of comical to have like, here's my store over here and over here and over here. And in that one little corner, there's a little neon sign that says dog and there's some treats and toys, you know, and there used to be food, but I've decided not to carry dog food anymore unless it's special order, but only to carry like right here at the register. I have some little like impulse cute things, you know, like the toy, but I want to make sure it's really, really high quality stuff. Like this, my sister's dog has been chewing on for months and he's the size of a moose. And he still hasn't chewed through it. And he chews through everything.
1: So you know, awesome. you're
0: here buying for your cats, there's a little bucket with some, I feel guilty, let me get something for my dog.
1: Yeah, you know? roll reversal, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, so I thought it was kind of funny, like, okay, instead of going into the store and you're like, where's the cat stuff? Oh, it's in the corner. It's like, where's your dog stuff? Oh, it's in the corner. <laughs> um, but also, it. it's, they're non-perishables. Since I don't move that much dog stuff, it's non-perishables. I don't have to worry about just pennying it out because it expires. They have better margins, you know, which is fine, even though I'm not selling much of it. Uh, But in my apothecary is, you know, dog and cat. All my stuff for my apothecary items are dog and cat. And so that uh, that has always been the case because they're small, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's something that people can't get locally are, you know, holistic apothecary type options for their pets that aren't just prescription food and veterinary medicine, you know.
1: That's awesome. Why do you ask? Dogs too? I don't, I have no dogs. I'm a cat yeah. person. I grew up with dogs. I asked because I just thought it was interesting that, that you're the kitty bodega and you have a little tiny dog yeah. section. <laughs> I noticed, okay, that's all. <laughs> yeah. um, it's working. Your plan is working.
0: <laughs> and you know, like I have customers that come in, like I had one that came in a few weeks ago and she needed like, you know, almost hundred pounds of dog food. And I said, all right, let's put the order in, you know, and special order. She comes in, picks it up. It's great for me because I don't have the overhead. I don't have to use the space for the inventory. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about it expiring, you know, and it's just, yeah, it's, you know, I don't, I don't have anything against dogs. I just, I'm more of a cat person.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's the same for me. I guess the second reason why I ask is because when I'm doing markets, like it's where I get a lot of my feedback from and Mm -hmm. I've had people say like, you should carry a dog line. And I was like, but I'm not a, I'm not a dog business. I'm a cat.
0: A lot of of dog lines, you know, but that's, you know, somebody, I mean, every business you run somebody, Oh, you should do this. Oh, you should do that. Oh, you should do that. All right. Well, when you run the business, you do it. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, but no, (laughs) exactly. I mean, there's so many companies out there that do CBD for dog. So. Oh, many. And I think you're probably one of the only ones I've seen that focuses on cats. I mean, obviously you're looking at humans too, and I'm sure, you know, there's cross applicability with dogs, but your brand is cat, you know?
1: Yeah. And that's for a reason. Like, I want this to be a cat cafe dispensary when... It's all said and done. And so we will carry people products because that's, you know, as a consumption lounge concept, people will want to come in and have a seltzer or take a gummy and relax and play with kitties. Like that's the the main concept. And then we carry, you know, pet products as well. So that's kind of like ancillary. Um, But what's happened is like, as I've evolved, you know, Cause things change, right? Pivot. I always think of Ross coming down the stairs on friends with the sofa. Like you're, when you open a business, you're constantly pivoting based on like demand. And so what I've found because there's a saturated market for CBD and people products is that there's not for pets. There's not, especially in Texas. Um, there's no one currently in Texas manufacturing pet products specifically. So for me it's just it's an opportunity. So like how do we how do we continue to advance this? And it's the number one thing that I sell. So uh, you know again things that I'm learning coming in like okay my big goal is to have a shop have you know be able to sell infused foods. I want to do prefix meals and you come and hang out with your cats and yeah hang out with somebody who's making some cool stuff and Huh. but then oh, you know exactly. things change <laughs> you um, know it's a, it's for entertainment value it it was that kind of like okay back in the day when your are the, the idea comes up it's like what do I want to do for the rest of my life I really just want to sit around and smoke weed and play with kitties so <laughs> how do I turn this into a right? concept you're like so how do I make that's, shit? This, that simple yeah. okay like amen <laughs> hey, you got it you got
0: to keep your eye on the prize and never let anybody tell you otherwise. Be like, I don't care what you think. I'm going to right. make this possible.
1: Yeah, I definitely yeah. had to get over like, this is a crazy idea. How am I going to tell people this? And then, you know, so for a long time it was like, uh, but now yeah. it's like, hey, you know, it's like this is it.
0: Do, man. It's like somebody was asking me, I forget who it was. I think, oh gosh, I don't remember who it was. Something they were asking me, you know, do you like what you do or something? And I think somebody I hadn't talked to in a while. And I was like, are you kidding me? I'm like, I hang out with cats all day. I get on the computer or on the phone and I order stuff for cats like every few, days. <laughs> every few days. It's like Christmas because I get a box or something in the mail and it's filled with cat stuff like toys or treats. And then I get to give it to my yeah. cats and then people come in and we talk about their cats and then sometimes their cat is sick and I get to help them save their cat's life. It is like, oh, I love it. I'm like, it's yeah. Fun. Ever, like, this is like literally is the all best
1: thing day. ever. People don't understand, like, how much I can cats. talk about cats.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. I would be get Christmas presents and talk about cats and hang out with cats and and help. You know, I'm like, I, I just don't, I can't. If there was any other way to make this better, I think my mind would explode. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think i the limit of just how perfect it can get. You know, I mean, obviously, I like easier and more customers because then I can help more, but that's in, that's inevitable. I don't have to worry about that. That's going to come so. But yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You kind of have to fight off the naysayers and just keep going, keep going. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. I'm and like, I said, a minute for the long haul, it'll happen. Yeah, it hey, takes some time, pat on both of
0: our backs. Pat on both of our backs. You I like I mean? it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Just like you, I'm like, I want to do this for the next 30 years. How can I do this for the next 30 years? You know, like, I don't, this isn't a get rich you know, quick scheme for me. This is no, not at you. all.
1: This is a passion project for sure. This is like a retirement plan. This is eat, sleep, drink, wake yeah. up thinking about yeah. how to to do this. So it's um it's rewarding for sure. I'm sure you feel that way too as you oh, see yeah. your business expand and um you know, just being able to be around the things that I enjoy, like, there's just, there's nothing, nothing beats it. Yeah,
0: no, really, I mean, I, yeah, we we just gotta, I mean, I guess, even if we let the secret out, I mean, I don't think a lot of people are going to necessarily share our same values. <laughs> I don't think there's much of a secret to be had here. Sometimes people are like, don't say anything, they're going to copy you, and I'm like, that's, you know, it's inevitable if you're doing something, and yeah. you're having- time and you're making money it doesn't matter who or what you are I mean they copy Louis Vuitton what makes you think they're gonna keep you from copying whatever Mm -hmm. you're doing it's gonna happen honey I'm sorry but just gotta accept it just stay one step back that's all that matters
1: (laughs) that <laughs> is it is and just you know do what you you're focused on doing don't worry about what somebody else is trying to do i do worry about that though because it is such a well one of the things when i was really pushing and why i had to pivot is they did open a cat cafe here in austin yeah. um, back in july and so january like was i told my husband i was like it's now or never like if we don't get a shop open before the end of the year, somebody else is gonna do it. And then literally like six months later, I'm like, no. Nah! <laughs> but I mean it's, I've learned a lot. Like we're very good friends. I've learned from her. Um I've learned, you know, I go and visit her shop. I've visited several other cat cafes in the in Texas. Yeah. Um yeah. you know so it's a community and I
0: mean I don't think cat people, I mean they're well I can't say that's true because I have met some pet store owners that were not nice people, but um, I would say, well, you know, there's the cat cafe concept, right? Um, here I am being one of those jerks. Anyway, just to throw some information at you randomly, let's not pretend that it's an opinion. Uh, it's just random information coming out of Angie's mouth. Uh, interesting concepts that I was thinking of recently is, are things like uh, not necessarily a cafe, but a cat therapy kind of place, like literally just come and spend time with cats because I don't really want to deal with the health department and serving coffee and serving food, but that's me. Again, I'm. Mm -hmm. it's not that I'm lazy. I know my tolerance to stress and I know my tolerance to certain customer service type interactions, transaction-based customer service interactions. I'm cool with all day long because at the end of the day, it's just a product and the product is replaceable by money. You know, whereas a service... Is not something that i can necessarily repair uh i can give them their money back but it won't change the appetite you know the taste left in their mouth after a service so for me i i want to avoid all service offerings and everybody says well you know to be profitable to to really do good you have to have a service side of your business and i'm like but i don't want to i can be good at this without having to have a service like i don't need to have a cat cafe i don't need i'm like if i have cats in the store and i have a, if i have to move into a store that's too big for me which is why i was thinking these things. Like I can make a section where people can just come and hang out with cats, you know, like even if you don't have a cat, but you like cats, maybe your boyfriend's a large cat. So you don't get to keep a cat at the house, you know, like it's not a cafe. It's not anything special, but you can come and hang out with them, you know, and you know, uh, like, I don't want to get into grooming, you know, I don't want to, uh, the one thing, the one side of my business, I will expand when I move, even though I'm, I'm not moving into a space a lot bigger than this, but it's bigger. And well. Yes, let's say in the positive, my application is just in, it hasn't been approved yet, but I will get it, um, is I want to expand my apothecary, and I want to call it my apothecary with a little paw, because I find that that's something I'm getting a lot of, um, people are starved for it, you know, Yes. and there's, not only are there no local options, but even if they go online, they don't have that personal guidance that they get when they come into my store, because they don't just come in and say, oh, well, my cat has anxiety. And I go, here, you should go to. I'm like, okay, well, first of all, let's t- let's look at the whole picture. How old is your cat? You know, mm-hmm. how many other cats do you have in the house? Do you have a dog? Have you recently moved? Do you have a roommate? Like, let's talk about everything before I make a recommendation because it might turn out that your cat has anxiety because he has a urinary tract infection. You know, like it might be nothing to do with, you know, so. I think growing the apothecary side of my, like, I want to call it a leg because it's not going to be very big because all the items are obviously very small Um, and nothing will be anything I make myself, but being able to represent brands such as yourself or such as Adored Beast and to have the education and the sort of experience by listening to uh, like webinars or things that they might do where I can have a familiarity with certain customer experiences with certain products and certain unique situations. Uh, That way it gives me a basis by which to kind of assess a person's dog or cat and what they're going through. Like I just learned about what SIBO is, um, small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, you know, and how it can often look like a herpes reaction when they have dry skin or, you know, like all these constantly educating myself. Um, That I would like to do, but I don't consider that really a service because I'm not charging for it, right? Um, it's a consultation that I give for free because I want to make sure that they get the right thing and that no animals are hurt in the process. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I was just throwing that out there, like a place where people play with cats or like an apothecary type thing, or, you know, but bravo to you, if you want to deal with the food and the coffee and the people, because I'm like, oh yeah, I've
1: got three different pillars here that I'm struggling with, like from a conceptual standpoint, trying to put together, you've got like the adoption process right that's traditionally associated with cat cafes so finding the right partners and setting up what that process needs to look like is a whole business strategy in and of itself then you've got your cafe section right so dealing with food is is a whole nother beast honestly the plan would be In most what I'm looking for in terms of location is to find a partner organization as well where there's just an ordering mechanism and then maybe next door. We're next door to a cafe that way, because that's like from a legal standpoint, we have to have separation between the animals and food anyway. So that's the ideal scenario. If I maybe it's a food truck, maybe it's a little cafe next door. I don't know. So really looking for that in the location. And then of course we've got the CBD products, and that's its own separate business line.
0: Bravo too, if you want to do all of it. But I'm like
1: it's it's a a web of things going on
0: (laughs) I'm I'm like that that sounds like I would might
1: I I would be overwhelmed at some point and I uh, mostly because my I enjoy myself like I enjoy having infused products and foods. And so, and and it's not the only thing we'll offer. We'll offer non-infused products as well. But like, so that concept for me is important as part of the whole brand, because I want to be able to you know, Texas is far behind in terms of cannabis use in the long term and, you know, where that's going to go. Um, No, there's no consumption lounges or any kind of legislation in place on what a consumption lounge needs to look like in Texas. But that's in theory what I want this to be. And so, and, you know, like you mentioned, like being able to hang out with cats, I do find it therapeutic. It is so stress relieving. And so, for me, cannabis and cats kind of go hand in hand in that sense where it's a stress relieving environment. It's very low, (laughs) low energy, you know, just kind of a, a nice way to relax and release and and get, uh, get that break from the grind. So, you know, fingers crossed. It's a long, like I said, long-term plan, but.
0: Well, I mean, I think when you're thinking about the combination of businesses, I think that's a good, I, obviously you're going to have to probably get more no's than you will yeses when you go out and ask, but as long as you have a thick skin and you're good with that, I and mean, it sounds like you are, most business, you know, small business owners are. You made it um, this far, right? Like a way to go, you know, that's, because um, then you're dividing and, and you're both, it's, it's, you're supporting each other, you know, and yeah. you're dividing responsibility, but you're not necessarily partners either, uh, like mm-hmm. in a traditional business partner sense, And, you know, both people benefit. So, yeah, I think that's a spam call. I think that's great. I mean, I think what what you're leaning at in terms of making an alliance, I think that's really that's where you're going to find your leverage. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I hope so, too. I mean, I'm really big on focusing like on my local economy. You know, that's something my background is international development. So I spent the last few years doing work across the globe and, uh, you know, you get spread too thin. And I think uh, with a lot of people, you know, it all, we all experienced it differently, but COVID for me was this like reality check of like, I'm so focused on what's happening 16,000 miles away and I've got stuff happening right here. So how do I accommodate for that? And so that's, that was part of this journey into like, I just, I just want to focus on Texas. Like, yeah. That's what I can do. Like, like that's tangible support for me and long-term support for my family, for the community, for our economy. So that's the, the trajectory, I guess, that uh, has led me where where I am.
0: I think eventually I will admit I do want more than one cat store, but that's only because I, okay, you might have to edit this part out. <laughs> I want a cat store in Brooklyn because- yeah? brooklynites are we're so we're, we're it, it's, it's inherent in the culture of a brooklynite to be a cat person to care about cats to take care of the community cats and i'm like the fact that there's not a cat store there
1: yeah is is and you're the- already a bodega so and they're like, known new york is known for their bodegas like, oh like and cat oh, bodega cats
0: like, like, like yeah like right there in brooklyn somewhere oh my god it would i mean I would probably have a lot less fun running the store, but the amount of money I made at that store would allow me to have more fun at my store in Houston.
1: <laughs> because so I'd like,
0: okay, we're breaking even, but they're breaking in the bank. So let's have a good time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and we we usually do more than break even, but knowing me, I'll be like, let's go to Square Paul's and let's get them to custom build us a giant firehouse. <laughs> like, I don't know if they're Square Paul's, but their stuff is sick. Have you seen them? I have. <laughs> <laughs> I would be
1: like, okay, they made how much last month? Let's get another square pause. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be a playland, right? Like I, I'd much, love yeah. it. Yeah. So that's if- my next big expense. We're about to uh, catify the house. So I have really tall ceilings and we have not yet. So we've been here, I guess three, a little over three years now, put up, you know, there's places for them to go, but I want to pull out like, Yeah. Like we're gonna do bridges, we're gonna do uh little panels on the wall. So they're gonna they're gonna have at it here. It's
0: gonna be ridiculous. um, Or he shipped it on Monday. I got me one of those very fancy cat wheels. I don't know if you saw me post about it. I'm like, I know these are expensive. I know a lot of people aren't gonna have the money, but I myself have been using the one fast cat wheel for two years now, and I love that it's been there as a training tool, but I myself see all the reasons why I don't would I would think it's better to have a nicer one for me because my cats abuse that thing. It's loud, it's wobbly, their tail gets stuck in it. They're constantly jumping on it, which causes it to shove into the wall. So mm. all my freshly painted walls have black marks all over them from where they're running on the wheel and it's scraping against the wall or scraping against the window seal. And I'm like, you know, okay, I'd I'd like a nicer wheel, but it'll be here sometime. I think this week or next week. And I tell you what, in my new location, I'm going to pop that baby right in that front floor to ceiling. Yeah, baguette. you are. And because there's it's street walking over there too, it's not just cars. And I'm going to have my cat there at the store running on that wheel. I mean, it is going to be like,
1: <laughs> I love
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, how often do you walk by a store and you're like, "There's a cat running in a wheel. What the hell?" I know. Oh, it would get okay. me. I I
1: totally walk across from across the street. Exactly. <laughs> there's a cat. I'm going for it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a cat yeah, in a yeah, Exactly. So,
0: yeah, that's um. Anyway, so. I do want to. I said, it's not that I want an empire, but I would like to have a store in Brooklyn too. So, yeah. Yeah,
1: I think it's a fantastic goal to have. And I hope you get that store in Brooklyn so I can come visit. I love going to New York. So,
0: miss <laughs> it and the pizza and everything about it.
1: <laughs> well, any last uh, comments or anything um, you want to share with our listeners? Oh, one
0: thing I did want to mention to you, which we were, when you were talking about the, you know, it can be used for humans or animals. Everything Adored Beast makes too, people can take, which is sort of interesting. Like I'll be talking to my rep and she's like, oh, yeah, like they have the jump for joints. She goes, my husband's got real bad arthritis. He used to jump for joints. And I mean, the, the, the lady who formulates, you know, Julianne, she she consumes. I mean, it has to be labeled for cats and dogs, but she consumes the exact same product. So you might appreciate that. You know, I do.
1: I'm totally going to look up this brand because I, before you started advertising it, I had not heard about it at all. So I'm, really I'm totally interested. Yeah,
0: I swear by them. But uh, anything else left to add? I mean, not really. I mean, I'm just looking forward to, you know, if if anybody is in the area, I would love them to come and support the store because we are really excited about possibly moving to a really awesome location and um, turning a lot more people into crazy cat people like us.
1: <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. And once you get moved into your new spot, we'll do this again so we can take a look at it and see how that that cat wheel is going, right? <laughs> oh, it's, it's,
0: it's going to go because they run on it. A kitten at my house a couple weeks ago, he was literally purposely flinging himself off of it. So he would run <laughs> on it so hard that he would fly off of it and then get back on it and do it, do it again. again. They're so
1: funny. I just, <laughs> that what they like is so ridiculous sometimes. And
0: I'm like, he's like, landing on his butt. And I'm like, didn't that hurt? And he's, nope, get on it and do it again. But I mean, if everything works out to plan, it should coincide with, you know, the time we went America's Favorite Cat and she has her big magazine spread. And then hopefully we'll be doing our grand opening uh, there in the Heights. And um, I mean, I just got to stick the path, you know? And same with That's you. Right. Hopefully this is the year. Don't do like you did last year. This is the year. Don't wait till the end of the year. If you, you know, keep pushing, you're going to find what you're looking for.
1: Yeah, it's definitely moving along. I'm real excited about our journey. I'm hoping like my goal is by October to have something, uh, a brick and mortar. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Good luck. And everybody get online. America's favorite pet vote for Chonkawatt. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes,
0: yes. I will actually matter of matter fact, here we go. Ready? Let's make it easy.
1: Yes, there you go. <laughs> I don't think you're right, to Scan that code, me. guys. Scan that code. Please. Awesome. I'm
0: prepared.
1: <laughs> uh, well, thank you. Thank you so much, Angie. Yeah. This has been fun. We'll have to definitely keep in touch and talk more cat business soon.
0: And if you want to talk to other cat store owners, I, I am in touch with several now. Being I'd love to one of the few. Yeah. I can, I can do an introduction on Instagram, you know, and I mean, in this industry, the more we support each other, I think the more we can uplift each other. So if you want that
1: Absolutely. I'll, I'll- and educating pet owners because there's just not enough of that, especially in the cat space. It's really surprising to me what people don't know about cats and their personalities and, you know, how their yeah. biology works. Like, I guess cuz I've just grown up with cats so much. I just
0: I mean, take it know, for granted. Yeah, I I, I, I I always tell people when they come in, I say, look, if, if I say something, it's not because I think I know better, but if I, when I had my first cat 23 years ago, if somebody had told me, Angie, get a water fountain. I would have been like, why, what, why? Let me go buy it. Why do I need it? I'm buying it right now. You know, like (laughs) if somebody had told me, you know, maybe she wouldn't have died of kidney disease at 15, you know, like I didn't know that grace feeding cats drive kibble. Isn't the best idea for them. I mean, I'm like, I'm only telling you because I wish somebody had told me, but if it's ever too much, just say, okay, Angie, shut up. (laughs) But yeah. Uh, we do take it for granted but anyway yeah and whenever when are you back in Houston just come by I don't know
1: yeah well like I said my family lives in the Galveston area so for sure the next time we come through I'm going to be swinging by the kitty bodega so I can say hi I uh I can't plan more than like three days ahead these days I'm sure you know how that goes (laughs) I was like what do I have going on tomorrow i think i'm recording a podcast tomorrow and then i have an event on saturday it's my son's birthday on sunday if i can get through that then i'll worry about next week (laughs) i
0: mean and you're talking to the girl who forgot our original time
1: (laughs) (laughs) hey it happens it happens so i really appreciate you you making the time today this has been fantastic of course always love talking kitty so cool well thank you cheers